Intelligence is not a pillar of high-performance culture. So what is? Today, Sabrina von Nissen, who is an executive board member and talks a lot about leadership capabilities, will talk with us today. As are questions leaders should ask more? What is your experience? Well, there are a lot of questions to be, uh, to be asked, <laughs> in my view. And the first uh, starting point is always the, the own personality. Why did I become a leader or a parent, for example? What drives me? What makes me stand up every day? Which tasks do I like? How do I influence people? Why do I want to work with my employees? What makes my company interesting? These are questions we rarely ask ourselves. So it happens that there are many, many leaders that happened to be leaders uh, yeah, by incidents. They really want to become a leader, but they did a good job. So the first starting point in my view is to simply ask yourself what drives you in your family, in your friendship, and also in your job, and what motivates you every day. And what, why do you believe this is so important? I feel it's so important because questions are communication and communication is, is the basis for success, for being happy, for being satisfied in, in life. Yeah, I mean, everywhere around us, there is communication and I recognize that many people talk, but only less people listen to others and really try to understand how the counterpart feels and acts and why he acts like this. So I feel it's the basis of communication and we somehow lost this skill in the last years together with the increasing digitalization um, i see there's uh, too little like emotional competence in the, in the companies and also in the families we care for ourselves for our job for our success but we we tend to care less about the others you just said so many things i want to go dive deeper in right now uh, so <laughs> let's start with the last skill of communication as you are observing and a lot of other people are observing right now, there is not a lot of EQ, as you mentioned, emotional intelligence. How do we turn around this trend? What can we do? What can we do as leaders? What can we do as parents? to evolve this, in, or also in ourselves, how, what can we do to evolve this skill? Good question. <laughs> I think first of all, we have to become aware of the fact. Yeah, I observed myself sitting at the table together with my, my partner and the kids and um, everyone was playing around with a smartphone. At one point, I recognized the fact that we did not talk with each other for some minutes or even like half an hour. And the first step is being aware of the fact that um, there is less communication, even if we feel that we communicate via technology. Um, there's less personal communication. And first step is to get aware of the fact. And second is to, yeah, let's say, think about how important is that for me as a person, as a person in life, as a, as a leader. And if my motivation as a leader is to influence people, and there's no way around communication and uh, personal relationships. So it's about, yeah, again, what drives you and what do you believe in? And as I said, I believe in people because people will make a difference in the future, not technology. And if it's people that create companies, then I want to work together with people and I want to communicate. I want to yeah, be present, yeah? not only uh, communicate via technology. Even if I use technology and, and I like it very much, but uh, it's not the, yeah, the single point, let's say. 
the question becomes, we all think we're listening, but then we notice that we're not really actively listening or trying to understand the other person. So what could be things to focus on if you got now the awareness? I think that if you're really interested in your counterpart, the focus will, will come. You have to force yourself to stay in the, in the communication or to really give attention to your counterpart. Maybe it's because you're not really interested in the, in the other person, yeah? As in your family, if you are really interested in your children, in your partner, you will listen because it's important to you how he feels, how he reacts, what's going on on the other side. And in my observation in, in companies, we lost this interest. It's not really important to us anymore if our employee feels sad or lucky, what drives him, what are the goals in his life, um, how can this company support his private goals. So if we lose this interest, we will lose focus and then we will lose attention. It's a decision in life to be interested in the other. And then there will so many, there will be interesting things to listen to and to talk about. Yeah. But if you believe that the other is not worthy and not interesting and yeah, not worth your time, let's say, then you won't listen. So that's, this is my method to, to, yeah, to act in communication. So the second step would be, as you said, having interest in the other person, I'm rephrasing it a bit, is becoming curious. Absolutely. This is what I absolutely miss in companies, that leaders are really curious about the company and the market and the customers and the products, you know. They, they get there at nine o'clock and they do their job and they yeah, do what needs to be done, but they're not really curious to go in depth to let's, let's see what happens if, oh, we can test that and... What does the customer think about it? So they, they really lost this, this childish interest to go out and, and discover the world and let's see yeah, what, what, uh, what happens in other countries and people and so on. And I think that's a big mistake. But where does it come from? Again, I feel that leaders never, some leaders never decided to become a leader. Yeah. Because if you decide so, then it's the most wonderful thing to work with people, to understand how they feel, to understand why they do the way they do. And if you never thought about that, why do you become a leader? Then you miss that part and you will act all day long, but you will never be curious and develop and improve and organize the things to get better. What do you see as the biggest challenge of human interaction in teams? Being clear, being clear and honest to myself and to others. There are so many beliefs that keep us from being very transparent, yeah? that, that stand in the way, thinking about what makes myself worthy, what makes the other one worthy, and how can I communicate in a very clear and direct way. So if I respect you, if I fully respect you, I will be very transparent to you about my thoughts, my feelings, my goals. And uh, I experienced that working with teams and also working uh, in, in families or partnerships. This is a, really a main point to be very direct, but clear, also respectful to the other person. And this is again a skill we somehow lost. We have a lot of phrases and we talk very much, but we do not come to the point 
let's say. Yeah. Yes. And uh, we lost honesty also. We try to be kind and nice and not too direct maybe, but yeah. But do you believe this is a communication skill that is mainly they sometimes just don't know how to? What communication skills could they learn to ramp that skill up? Be clear about what I want to say or communicate. Yeah, communication is so much more than only language. Yeah. Um, be clear why I want to, to uh, tell this. Why do I have this message? Is it because I'm selfish? It's <laughs> only about myself, my ego. Or do I want to transform a team towards a bigger goal? What stands behind my message? And why I'm doing this? I think that's the starting point, let's say. And then you can do a lot of training around communication and how to build phrases and all that to be really authentic, honest, respectful, and to um, yet yeah, to show a personality to the other one. Not every team member loves me, let's say, but they always feel that they can trust me because what I say is the truth, and I walk the talk. Yeah, they always can believe me. If I say I do that, I do that. And that this, for me is the basis of leadership, to build trust in teams, to build, build trust in, in partnerships. And then you can go and, you know, work on goals, do the daily business and so on. But without these relationships, there will not be any success. The, the message, to get the message clear, to understand the why behind, and then be really authentic respectful authentic and this is a skill that a lot of us forgot missed so yeah. <laughs> you know why this is what came to my mind because you never learn it you do not learn it in school you do not learn it in university you do not learn it in the job everybody talks about social competence and emotions and so on but there's no opportunity to really dive into it and learn about it unless you care about your own personality. So again, if you really care about yourself and you try to understand your personality, your thoughts, your emotions, then you're in a proper position to, yeah, to, to get ahead and think about communication and so on. But if you never learned it and you're not interested in your own personality, it really gets hard to work with teams and to communicate. What tools would you want the future leaders uh, the future children to have. I always dream of a school uh, where you learn to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, because entrepreneurship um, includes all that. It includes being disciplined, passionate, and motivated for yourself. It includes proper planning, processes, communication, and all that. And we somehow lost that skill within industrialization, I think, because 100, 200, 300 years ago, there had been far more entrepreneurs than today. Today, we are all employees um, and no more used to um, be responsible for our action, for our thoughts. So um, if I had to build the school, then it would be not only English and German and math and so on, but being an entrepreneur in mind and in action and along that process i feel that the rest 
will follow, let's say, that you get interested in markets and customers and people because these are the resources that help you build your company. And if you transfer it to a personal life, you're also somehow the entrepreneur of your own life. Yeah. Um, I like to, to think about um, how do I want to feel when life is ended or will end soon, let's say. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, do I want to look back and say, okay, it's been quite nice or do I want to feel like it's been, it's been a journey and I've been successful because I have high quality relationships, because I built a company, because I was able to, to inspire other people. And this is an attitude. Yeah. It's a, it's a process to learn that attitude. And uh, I would, I would hope <laughs> that there will be, uh, yeah, classes in schools and university. Yeah, that go over becoming more self-aware, and then also teaching the specific skills of how you can communicate your needs and desires, and yeah, be becoming clear, but saying it in a way that affects and impacts others and yourself. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Absolutely, because you know. In the future, the knowledge will be in the internet. Yeah, there's there's no real need to be taught a certain knowledge at school and in a university. Knowledge is already there. Yeah, it will not differentiate you from any other person from any other technology. But what really makes a difference, yeah, in companies and families and relationships is you as a as a personality together with all your background, thoughts, emotions, and so on. So if we want to create a future for our kids, for the next generation, we have to care about the personalities of these people, not so much about the knowledge behind. They will have the chance to learn it. It's there in the internet. There are so many like uh, lectures online and so on. You can always get knowledge, but it's much, much harder to build your own personality. It would be interesting staying on this topic if you are a parent, for, for example, right now, and you want to give your child these skills, communication skills, uh, self-awareness skills, how would you go about as a parent? Curiosity, making new experiences, like traveling, traveling a lot, doing different sports, or creativity, art, whatsoever. Give the child the, the, the chance to experience, to feel and ask them what they felt. Differentiated, lucky, sad, motivated, whatever. So they have to express what they feel and what drives them. So the, each child has a topic that it's really interested in. And it, you know, it loses the time and after 10 hours, it's still in this topic um, to find that area of interest where he's really self-motivated to go in and then talk about it yeah it's communication for me it's about values about feelings and not so much about you have to clean your room yeah or please eat that meal whatever if you if you observe the communication in families oftentimes it's about rules or about tasks, not so much about feelings, values, experiences. 
And this, the skill to be curious has to be naturated, let's say, to have different uh, opinions and, and influences from other people, other countries, other cultures, for example. And the second is value. What is valuable for the child? Talk about that. Talk about feelings in communications with other children or grown-ups whatsoever. Yeah, what does it recognize? And, and yeah, talk about really in-depth values, not so much on the surface. So just on the top of your mind, as this is very spontaneous, what would be one, two questions that you noted, recognize yourself asking in your children or friends uh, that continuously come up? Uh, for me, it's always why. <laughs> yeah, the child <laughs> tells me, Oh, uh, this this teacher has been so bad. And I just say, why? Why do you feel? And what happened if you were on that position? Would you uh, act differently? So what is behind the surface? Yeah, and it's interesting to see what happens because they they really can do it. Kids can take over another position and try to imagine how they would uh, act or feel or communicate. And for me, question of why do you feel that that's uh, a fact or why is it your experience and what would you do? Are you happy? Happy with your friends? Happy in school? Happy in your sports team? If so, why? And if so, why not? This gives children the uh, opportunity to think about their own emotions. And these are also the driving questions for myself, because I don't know if you know the, the books of John Strelecki. Uh, he asks questions like, why are you here? Are you happy in life? Yeah. What's your playground in life? What are your big five goals to reach in life? And the, the grown-ups, the adults are not able to, to answer these questions. So how should our kids be able to do so but if you always like seed every day a little bit of these these questions into daily life yeah they get used to think about these questions and hopefully as adults they will be able to answer them properly so what is a question that changed your life it's it's been like these questions i i just said it's why are you here what makes you special what drives you in depth not on the surface but really in depth um, these are simple questions but if you really think about them and do not use e easy answers then it's really hard to go through yeah am i really worthwhile as a personality what makes me special as a leader am i really prepared to inspire other people and this really yeah you you really go down and deep into the ocean let's say and you grab yourself through uh, all the obstacles and at the end you you get clear about yourself what are the pillars of high performance culture an interesting fact i i learned is that intelligence is not a pillar of high performance because it all only counts for like 10 to 30 percent of your success so good and bad news <laughs> all together um, but the next question is then, if it's not intelligence, what makes people really um, successful in the end? Yes. And um, the, the history shows that being very disciplined, being
being very really going one step after the other towards your goals that is what makes you in the end successful because others will stop and um yeah change the goal or go another way but if you're really focused on your goal and then do the steps it it needs um and be very disciplined you will in the end reach your goal and on that way you will encounter people technology opportunities other companies whatsoever and if you're then curious about the other things there will be opportunities to cooperate to grow with your personality with your product with your company whatsoever so in the end it's really boring because it's much about discipline <laughs> yeah and not so much about being uh, creative um but discipline comes to um comes together with also um emotional intelligence you mentioned in the in the beginning because emotional intelligence is about um getting clear about myself and my emotions and and being really um transparent to myself which is really hard yeah to to really yeah admit myself that my emotions are not always as good as um i would would like them to be <laughs> and if i have that transparency then i can go out and influence others and really try to understand the others people make the mistake to only focus on the others so this was bad behavior look how he screams he has to change his behavior that's not good for the team and so on yeah. um but first of all start with yourself also as a parent start with yourself what makes you angry why are you angry about the behavior of this child yeah where's the trigger point in your history that makes you scream right in this moment and if first of all understand yourself if you did that then you can go and influence others and become successful because in the end we're only successful with our families friends teams whatsoever we're not alone absolutely staying at the discipline point let's take two perspectives first perspective yourself what are questions in the moments where you're starting to lag off discipline and if you have an employee which happens right <laughs> uh that is not so disciplined as you would like what how do you go around with that situation there are phases and moments and topics i'm not that disciplined like for example sports if i have to motivate myself i always think about the goals is there an attractive goal for me in the near future because being healthy is not really attractive it's too little concrete um to really motivate me and get me up and so on and if i believe that that there's an interesting goal to be reached then i try to make it as easy as possible for me to go the next step um like the example to really have your jogging shoes beside the bed so the only thing you have to do when you wake up is get into your shoes then the first goal is reached and the next day you make like i get into my shoes and i do around of 2 minutes jogging and then it's finished and i reached my goal the next week it's like 10 minutes jogging and so on so you have to make really baby steps and uh, feel successful at every step of the of the way um to in the end reach your reach your bigger goal and this is all 
also the same way I try to work with my employees. Um, first of all, do you have a go behind? If it's not interesting for you, you will not be disciplined. Do you understand why you do this task, why you follow the project, why whatsoever? Why it's your duty to, to follow this road? If they understand it rationally and emotionally, yeah, then make it easy for them to be successful. Huh? Not have one million uh, tasks in a row, but let's say until tomorrow we have these 10 things to do. Do you feel, do you feel prepared yeah, to reach the goal? And then say, yes, great, wonderful, let's do the next step. Yeah? It's always these little baby steps towards a bigger goal. Yes, that makes absolutely sense. Talking first about the outcome, right? The results that you want to reach and then the purpose behind it. Because if you have a purpose, then you take more action. And just making that the first point and not just talking about what are you going to do today as a to-do list. Okay. Absolutely. And what would you do with a person who agrees with you that, yes, yes, I understand the goal, but yet doesn't follow through? Or you have to, you know, you know, it happens when you kind of have the feeling he's just saying it, but he's not feeling it. What do you do there? Many people only say and, and not really feel. This is why I said they have to understand it emotionally. Can I change that? Oftentimes, no. Even as a leader, even as the mem member of the executive board, I cannot always influence the way people feel. Um, but I can react on that. In my view, it's my duty to get this employee out of the task, out of the project team, so he does not stand in the way of the others. Yeah? Because it's, in my view, it's really unfair to hinder motivated people doing great work. And this is what I would, uh, what I would reflect to this person that his behavior hinders other people to be successful. And this is why I will separate him into another project team, into another task, in, into whatsoever. Um, where he may find his real emotional goal and then also be successful, hopefully. Yeah, which leads back to the pillar of, of uh, high-performance culture that you mentioned before is becoming clear and transparent with yourself and others, right? So you follow yes. through on what you say, uh, being clear, because if you're not clear versus not saying that you truly believe or not believe in the goal, well, then you're being moved. That's the consequence. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you also have to make like hard decisions as a leader. It's not always being nice and uh, understand the other, being kind and so on. That's not the, the daily life of a leader or an entrepreneur. You have to make like tough decisions every day. But it's the question for me is always, is it really fair? Yeah. The way this employee behaves, is it fair towards the others in the team, towards the company? towards the clients, the product, and so on. If not, I have to change it. And the only way I can change it is to make a decision to move him or to, to give him a last chance, let's say, but to be really clear, I do not accept your behavior. That's not okay. It stands in the way. And um, I will react if you do not change. You have the chance of change. That's fine, but if not, I will decide. Perfect. Sabrina? The time is already up. I can't believe it. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Yes, it, it was absolutely amazing. And as you said, we could talk hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have 